following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? I'm Leo. That's Mario. He is the voice of the Marvel organization. He's the master of cleanup. And he has an addiction. It's not a contradiction. He's just like City, bitch. Yo, 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 yo. Let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing today? You like how I changed that thing. Yeah. You like how I changed that. Yes, man, I like it, I like it, you know, because I'd be cleaning shit up, you know what I mean? I gotta clean up the mess sometimes. You gotta clean up the contradictions, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, why, why do you come so quick to Did you hear that? What's up, guys? Why did it sound so, like, distortion? I have no and, idea. Like, there was... I have no idea. It sounded... It sounds like very distorted. It sounds very cloudy. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, you sound fine now. No, 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 no. We sound fine. Like the audio of us speaking sound yeah. fine. But like the music and yeah. it sounded like very like, you know, how when you switch channels back in the day and you go through like a channel yeah. that you don't have and it's like all the like the scribble scrabble. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. That's how you used to watch porn back in the day. You sounded like you were underwater for a minute. But I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. it's because the music was playing at the same time. The music was too loud. Got it. Got there it. Go. Well, welcome to the Lucha Outsider Show, the big episode 150. Yeah, we, we can't mess it up like WWE. You know what I mean? What, are we going to flicker the lights on and off? Sorry. Go ahead. Stan, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just got off work. You know what I mean? Maintaining, you know? Just ready to talk some wrestling, man. It's wrestling. Been, it's been a... Uh, a weird week, you know what I mean? And it's got me kind of wanting to watch WWE, you know? And okay. I haven't felt before, like that before, in a long before time. Before you jump, before you jump ahead like you always do, and have no idea what direction <laughs> the show's gonna go, Leo, hey. how are you doing? <laughs> we're good, bro. We're good. Watching A uh, and W uh, and the Vanilla Midgets and all that. So let's go. What, wow, what, the what? heat on A and W. No, not at all. Not, no, and it's funny because that's why I started with that. Because yo, why are you guys hating? Just be happy that there's wrestling. Be happy that there's a new product. Be happy that there's stuff out there that you're not being just. Uh, force-fed this, uh, you know, WWE machine. Just be happy. What the hell? Raw Fears ratings. Well, Go. Well, Leo, I'm glad you said that, Leo. Because we are going to talk about some new stuff. Some and we're going to talk about some new stuff that happened on Raw this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think the trendiest thing that happened on Raw was this Raw Underground gimmick. Uh, sorry. Um, 
Sorry. Man, all right. So I'm not going to sit here and just shit on it right away. I kind of want to see where it goes, but I do have my criticism on it. But before I give my input on it, I want to hear both of you guys. What do you think about this raw underground thing? You want me to go first, Leo? Yeah, you yeah go, 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 go. Dale. Hey, man. Like you said, I'm not going to shit on it right away. As a matter of fact, it's something different. I could have did without the dancing girls. I think that we're off that. I think we're past that. Um, I thought it was a good placement for it in that last hour of the three-hour show. You know what I mean? If you're going to do something a little bit more violent, you know what I mean? Um, put it in that last hour, you know, maybe the kids are going to sleep at that point and dad's just up watching. And that's what happens at, in our house, at least. You know what I mean? Um, it's something different. And I think you covered it in one of the Instagram posts at the end when we saw Lashley, MVP, and Shelton. It came off very Def Jam Vendetta, which was mm-hmm. one of my favorite games back in the day for, I think that was PlayStation 2. Um, it man, actually it, came PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, the first one. Yeah, yeah, man. What a, that what was, a good that game, was a by great the way. game. They yeah. need to come out with another one like that. But, you know, today's rappers. Yeah, today's rappers too soft, though. <laughs> That'd be funny if you do like today versus like yesterday rappers. And it'd be funny how like it. It, it wouldn't, dude, it wouldn't, it, it, it wouldn't balance out. <laughs> like, well, no, you got to balance out. You got to give today's rappers, I don't know, some colorful powers or something. I don't know, some Undertaker type like, powers. You, you got to understand now with like the new age of rappers, like Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, those rappers are already considered old at this point. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. we'll take them. We'll take them. We're all right. You guys can keep uh, Takashi. Uh, but, uh, but go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Raw on the ground. Yeah, man. And I feel like this could be used as a platform to maybe even jumpstart some careers uh we saw our boy uh was that dio madden out there yeah from uh the raw commentary table from back in the day uh i, I know. don't know about our boy i don't know if you claim him but yeah. hey man he was trying to do his thing <laughs> i ain't got no hate for him you know he tried you know that's a hard job to you know jump into when you got vince mcmahon in no, no 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 i'm just saying he was i thought he was actually decent on commentary yeah. as yeah. him being a wrestler and eh, not so much yeah, i mean yeah. when he stood up to brock lesnar i mean i think that was the the if end of can, days if, if you, you could hide his faults by doing these sh- like short shoot type matches where it's like an mma type deal well, you know, that might that might be the best kind of situation for, for a guy like that. You know what I mean? But it's something different. So we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm not going to just be negative off the rip. You know what I mean? I think that it could be used as a great platform in the future. You know? I I like where you're going with it, just to give us some chance, some time. But I think, unfortunately, as wrestling fans, we've come to think that we could change the narrative. You know what I mean? Think that we that we have some type of control where, hey, I don't like this. Get this off my TV and I'm out. You know, um, I think that when we don't get our way, when we don't get what we want, the satisfaction of a match or of a pairing, I think that we're very vocal. Uh, and there's a lot of followers in this uh, Internet uh, wrestling community that can formulate their own decisions on, on it. And it goes back to what I was saying last show. A lot of people don't even watch the actual product to sit through it and actually gauge it for what it is. I bet you right now, about 30% or 40% of the people that are listening to us, they've only seen the pictures that we've put up. They haven't actually checked out the product itself because there's so much negative stigma around it. Mm. But once you get to the second show, once you get to the third show, that's when you actually are going to see them hopefully 
right? Because hopefully, get back into you know uh, that that strong booking style, which is I hope that's what they're going for, right, Mario? <sighs> or is it is it another clown show? I didn't necessarily hate it. Uh, I could have done without these short matches. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they they obviously got this idea from Bloodsport. Yes. For those that don't mm-hmm. know who Bloodsport is, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the GCW shows. First was the Matt Riddle uh, version of it, and then it was the Josh Barnett version of it. And this is all they seen Bloodsport from GCW, or maybe somebody Matt Riddle. Obviously, he he did a Bloodsport yeah. show. So the concept was from GCW. The only problem is with the GCW shows, they were actually matches. They weren't job matches there no. wasn't like it was competitive matches it was an enhancement it wasn't enhancement at mm-hmm. all and one thing is making a guy look strong like uh baba tunde which they changed his name to something else i think they were calling him something baba bamba coda or something like that they changed his name yeah and then you had uh my man ray Rowe from the viking raiders um he looked dominant in his match which that look that he was wearing for raw underground i like that look i think they should Kind of change their gimmick from the Viking stuff yeah. more to that. They look like badasses. That that's more believable. There were the problem was they were all enhancement matches. They weren't yeah. legit competitive matches. The good thing about the great thing about Bloodsport and GCW was there were competitive matches. There were shoot style wrestling, right? A lot of groundwork. But when they did big moves like a power bomb, it meant something. Okay. And I witnessed this live because I went to Bloodsport last year in Atlantic City. So I I know. The concept that they're trying to portray in Raw, but like WWE, as usual, they they just water it down, and it's not believable. And you touched on the fact that we didn't need the dancing girls, and we didn't need the hokey music. We definitely don't need that. And on top of that, the fact that they put three girls that are not even that good looking and couldn't dance for shit, that doesn't help it either. It, it looks like they spent all their money on like the stage, and they were like, "Oh, we need some nitro type girls." Okay, we don't have them. Let's just get whoever's available. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Oh, definitely a work in progress. Um, yeah, and I I agree with you, Mario. Down down the line, hopefully, not even down the line. Hopefully, this tomorrow, this week, we'll see a match that goes. You know, at least five minutes. You know what I mean? At least five minutes, or at least you know, ten. Um, I don't hate I, the concept. They need to make a couple of tweaks. Right, right. You know, and like I said, we passed the dancing girls. And you know, talking about females, I would love to see Shayna Baszler in there with with another female. Like, uh, you know, uh, what was what's her uh, what's her face? She just attacked the homegirl on on Twitch. On Twitch. Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, and Shayna in uh in Raw Underground. That'd be dope, right? That would be a believable shoot fight. You know what I mean? They got but you know what it is too. They gotta build it to those big matches. Like right. I don't want to see that second week in there. Like in a perfect world, right? You mm-hmm. would have the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Sean Benjamin kind of just run the fucking Raw Underground rub shot, and then like a month from now, if this is still a thing, you have Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Like that's smart book. Yeah, that'd be dope. In an MMA, blood sports type of match, but are we gonna get that? I don't think so. Yeah, but they need to. They need to do a couple of tweaks because the concept is not necessarily bad. You just need to change a couple things. For example, take away the hokey music. 
take away the women dancing because they're, they're, they're pointless. They're not, they can't even dance on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's whatever yeah. was left over. That's what it feels yeah. like. When I saw the one girl bu- bumped into the other girl, they kind of like hit each other. It was bad, but um, what was I going to say? <laughs> but, but okay, so but we were hearing reports, right, that you know there was a four-hour writers' meeting and McMahon was all pissed off and the ratings and this and that. So you figure that that four-hour alleged um, meeting, right, took place what Saturday, Sunday is what they were talking about. Right. So I think what we got again, a lot of people haven't watched the actual show itself. They're going off the little clips. The little here and there that they've seen online, but once you actually sit down and look f- look at what we got with hours of preparation, it makes me like you guys said at the beginning. It makes me kind of want to watch to see what they do tomorrow. Right. And, and touching on on the ratings, man, it's been a while since I watched Raw Live, and I actually watched Raw Live last week. Mm. Um, you know, I am washed. I did fall asleep in the middle of the damn shit Aww. after after I didn't see the uh, Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP show up live. I had to rewatch that, so I you know I did miss that, but I tried. I put it. I gave him a good two uh, two and a half hours of my time. Right? Okay, boomer. <laughs> no, but listen, bro. They did a great job. They did a great job of promoting Raw. They said a new no no uh, no no showing up no they Shane fucked McMahon up man is there you can't jump like, you ahead I'm actually you can't in. jump ahead because they fucked up on there do you think they fucked up of course man I think what, what was the whole okay and 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 it kind of go I I think you wrote about it more like it kind of felt watered down like when we got to watch it right and I'll let you guys what what I think of this I don't think that we're ever supposed to put out that tweet that we have a new faction coming right. Because whatever made Nexus good was the surprise. Like, oh my God, who are these guys? You had a couple of guys in a closed circuit TV camera put some fire to some fucking cables. Like, that's nothing. What you should have done is had them do what they did on SmackDown on Raw and then have them talk about it. Now, oh, oh my God, now they're coming to SmackDown. I think that tweet was just... Out there, somebody fucked up, Mario. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. You know, it it didn't live up to the hype. the The hype behind Raw building before Raw even aired or whatever. How WWE typical WWE fashion? They don't want to just give us surprises. If they didn't send any tweets or didn't you know leak out that Shane McMahon was gonna you know come to Raw, if they didn't do all that. Maybe. When we would have saw it, the people that do watch Raw, they would have been shocked. And we're like, oh, shit, look, Shane. Shane got this. Oh, what is this Antifa Jace faction, yeah. you know, causing havoc and making the lights, to- you know, uh, on and off, playing, you know, with the light switch in, in the fucking performance center. They, they overhyped it. Nah. Typical WWE. And it didn't deliver. But I didn't necessarily hate Raw. There were just some questionable things about it. I've already touched on my uh, opinions on the Raw Underground thing. Hopefully they change that. Um, going into tomorrow, maybe there's some tweaks to it. Who knows? Maybe there won't be tweaks because they tape yet tomorrow's episode nah. the same night as the last week's episode. So maybe we won't see tweaks until in two weeks. Who knows? I don't know. So so um, now, if they wouldn't have sent out the tweet and they wouldn't have said that McMahon was going to be there and you didn't watch Raw, then you just missed Musty TV. Right. 
So you shouldn't use that. Yeah, you should. Must TV, must TV, must TV adjacent. But that's what I'm saying. But but if if you know that you miss McMahon, right, and you know that you miss this whole Raw Underground thing, and you miss this Antifa group. Hey, the WWE is coming back to the stuff they used to do before where they would surprise you and then you didn't know who was going to show up and and they, they're trying new things. When Raw's War first came out, we had no idea what the hell they were talking about because, you know what I mean? It was like, hey, WCW, WWE, is like, it's, a new, it's a new way of thinking. But then after a while, it caught on. And then you saw what they were trying to do with that Raw's War uh, time slot. I think- All right. What happened? What happened, Sam? I think that they promoted it because they're hurting in the ratings right now, man. That's why they have to promote it and they can't give you surprises, even though they're notorious for ruining their surprises for years now. They've been like that. But right now their ratings are terrible. So they're trying to promote to get people like me who aren't watching Monday Night Raw, who used to watch it religiously because it was just part of, you know, my Monday night routine. Like I was a wrestling. I still am a wrestling fan. I used to just watch out of habit, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, yo, fuck it. It's not must-see TV. Let me no, cut on Umbrella Academy yeah. and watch that with my wife. What a good fucking show, by the way. Just Instead, <laughs> they sent out that, that shit to get somebody like me to tune in. I don't know if they popped the rating, but they def- that, <clears throat> excuse me, they definitely got me to watch. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Well, they got, got you to watch, and you fell asleep through it. Yeah, watch it, Jay's. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but I so, I think I I think it would have. I'm sorry, uh, Mario, but I think Sam, if mm-hmm. you wouldn't have sat down to watch it, right, and then you woke up the next day and on your feed or wherever you get your news in the morning, you kept seeing chain, 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 chain. I think that would have had a longer effect mm-hmm. on the yeah, overall I- of you wanting to tune in because now you tuned in, right? Now you're waiting for oh my god, Nexus 2.0 and and CM Punk and all, and all you got was some guys. Burning some cables. <laughs> you know, what's sad is I didn't even make it that far, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> WWE, keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? And and properly oh, surprise yeah. people. Just saying, right. go, Mark. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to praise WWE in one thing when it came to Raw, but I want to shit on them two more other times. Uh, hey, when what it comes to the new? Hurt Business, you have them taking over this whole raw underground after they had nothing but losses throughout the night. It's yeah. like, come on, wouldn't it make more sense for them to win their respectful matches and then take over raw underground. It's yeah. just, it's just backwards booking right there. I don't, I don't get it. Apollo Cruz doesn't need to be United States champion. Agreed. His promo after his match was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, does it really hurt Sean Benjamin still being 24 seven champion? Like, yo, let him rock with the title. It's a, it's a, it's a prop championship. We really don't care about it, but hey, it looks it looks nice seeing Sean Benjamin with a little bit of gold. So you could have kept it on him. Tazawa doesn't need the fucking title. You should have kept the kept, kept these titles on the Hurt Business. So the Hurt Business feels like a big thing. Yeah, that's one of my criticisms. And then another head scratcher, which I didn't understand. So we had this backstage uh, segment where they're interviewing uh Sasha and Bailey. Shayna comes out, fucking. Fucking chips of Sasha. We had this match, right? Right. And I'm kind of hyped because I'm like, yo, it's Shane and Sasha. We're going to get this match or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of hyped about it. So Bailey's doing her regular shtick outside. Asuka comes out, attacks Bailey, and the match gets thrown out. Yeah. I was when confused, has the bro. match ever gotten thrown out never. when somebody that's not even involved in the match, like, gets attacked? Like, WWE then book they, in 2020. It, go, it goes to fucking commercial. Oscar and Shane are having a back and forth, 
And then Sasha and Bailey come out like they just didn't have a match. Yeah, yeah. I was confused, bro. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I think that's when they lost me. I think that's when I was like, well, that's it. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. It just, it, just didn't make, it just didn't make any sense, man. It really didn't. And what the fuck, man? And kind of like what uh, we talked about, especially you, Sam, you've been very vocal on how Sasha and Bailey in many ways are kind of like the backbone of the company because they're mm-hmm. in almost in every show. And yeah. then you kind of book these two in a fucking shit match and segment. Yeah. Hey, they and you know what? Credit to the talent. They tried to make that shit work. <laughs> They tried to make that shit show work. You know what I mean? And I feel bad for Shayna because Shayna doesn't have the chops to even, like, make that look any kind of right. Like, if it was anybody else but Shayna, they might have been able to pull off that kind of ridiculous bullshit. I don't think so, bro. I think that... (laughs) I don't think so. I think this has nothing to do with it. You're good on the chops or not, bro. Yeah. Because it was such such a sloppy ending to a match. Like, it's like, all right, we don't want to, we don't have, we don't want to have Shayna lose, but we don't want Sasha to lose. You know what? Let's just have Bailey get attacked and throw the match away. What? (laughs) Which doesn't make sense at all. Just have like a schmaz where, like, you know what I mean? Everybody gets involved and it just gets a disqualification. Like, and then, and you know what? And then, what they could have done is book a tag match right after that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But and still, and still had a schmoz finish. Yeah, and if you try, you know what I mean. If you're really trying to protect people, you know, ended in a double countout or some dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? Huh. Well, okay. So let me praise <laughs> WWE on this. Let me let me praise them because the Randy Orange uh, Drew McIntyre promo segment was mm-hmm. fucking great. Yes, yeah, it was. Randy Orton continues to prove that he's doing some of the best work right now of his whole career. And Drew, Mc- Drew McIntyre's intensity of his promo this past week on Raw hit new levels. Like, I yeah. thought that was an amazing promo from both guys. Yeah, and I was very surprised at how well Drew pulled that off, man. He, you know, I'm not that familiar with his promo work, you know, and the stuff post-COVID, you know, he's been trying. You know what I mean? It, that's all you can ask is for people to try, you know, and he's been doing all right. But this Monday, yo, that back and forth between Randy Orton and him, it almost made it feel personal. It made like, you know, a WWE championship match. That's just like, all right, we're just going through the motions. Are we just going to put the title on Randy Orton or where where are we going? You know what I mean? It made it feel like personal. Like maybe they could get more than just one run out of this. You know what I mean? I think, I think we could probably potentially see, Wherever they go with it from SummerSlam, whether they put the title on Orin or somehow Drew McIntyre wins, yo, we could see them maybe headlining or have matches for like in the next two PPVs after this. Who knows? Yeah. And, and it's gonna yeah, feel and it's gonna feel new. To, uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, because because then what you have is you have something feeling new. You don't have that that you have that Edge and Randy Orton feud still on hold, which you want to pull that out all the way to WrestleMania if you can, right? So that kind of gives some new life to that that whole back and forth. You don't have um, you don't have your champion just sitting there talking to no one. You have a credible threat on it. So I think yeah, I think for the next two or three pay per views, I won't mind seeing it. But I just hope that they again they don't mess up the surprise somewhere or somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So retribution is a mystery. <laughs> that fucking name <laughs> sucks. <laughs> 
So we had this debuting faction, which WWE put out like a press release or in a tweet. This new group is called Retribution. They're all dressed in like black with black masks or whatever. And they're supposed to, it's it's very Antifa Jace, all right? Mm -hmm. And we saw them uh, in footage on Raw where they're like destroying, I think, like a. What was it they were destroying? Like an electrical? What was it that they were destroying, Leo? Cables. It's a box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were destroying that on Raw. And then to end SmackDown this week, they end up showing up very Nexus light where they attack Michael Cole and um, Corey Graves. They chase him out of the Performance Center. They're beating NXT talent in in the audience. They destroy the ring. It's just a whole mess of stuff, right? It came out very light, in my opinion, compared to the the debuting uh, Nexus when that first okay. happened. And also, man, social media, bro. You you fucking people that on social media complain how these people are too small. Oh, it's so-and-so. This Like, they haven't unmasked themselves. You do realize, right, that the people that we saw on Friday night, when they get revealed, they might not be the same people. You do these people. Do you realize? No, that? they would never do that, Mario. Like, Ma- I, like, oh, you could tell one of them is Vanessa Bourne, but yet when they probably get revealed, maybe one of them is not even Vanessa Bourne. Maybe somebody else. It could be CM Like Punk. the people that we saw in the ring Friday, when they get revealed, it might be a completely different, different people. It's kind of like, and I was telling you this off the air, Sam. It kind of reminds me of Aces and Eights from TNA. Remember when AC, Ace and Eights were? causing havoc and at one point i think it was like 30 members but none of them were ma- like were still wearing their mask yeah and yeah. then when they finally revealed themselves it was only like well like eight nine members yeah absolutely yeah they could do the same thing here like we don't know like like stop saying like oh it's so and so oh i think it's this guy like we don't know who it is yeah. like there's been rumors out there that that Vanessa Bourne is going to be one of the guys one of the, the members of this uh of this stable i read other rumors that Tommaso Ciampa might be the leader of this. I've read other rumors that Dijak might be part of the group. Um, they, they, they've been trying to say that returning uh, wrestlers that got fired back in, what was it when they got fired? What was it in June, early June, uh, yeah. May? That would make sense. Maybe returning member and returning people that got fired. We, we got to wait and see. Because mm-hmm. you can't just go based on like someone's size. They'll be like, oh, uh, this person has dark skin. Oh no, that's a white guy. Like you can't go by that because by the time they get revealed, it might be a whole different group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those people that we saw might just be the henchmen. You know what I mean? Like, like Mario said, and you know, it's it's fun to speculate. You know, but it's not fun when you're like, sh- like shitting on it already. Like, let's try and fantasy book, but let's try and keep it positive. That's some jackass, some jackass said that it was Damian Priest. Yet Damian Priest just qualified for the ladder match for NXT Takeover. But but that's the thing. Like, what, what <laughs> people, it, hey, it, man. it goes back to to that. You want it right now? You know what I mean? It's never cheap enough, and it's never fast enough. Like, let this work out. Let this dry out. Let let's let this drag out and see where we're gonna take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah absolutely. It, hey. I really hope this is not another anonymous GM general manager computer crap where Hornswoggle just shows up from underneath the ring. I really hope that that's not it. But mm. but I have high hopes for it. So Hornswoggle's it, the leader of the group. It's oh. something new. It's something new. <laughs> it's something fresh. That's what we've been asking for. And again, 
and and if people have listened to any other of the 149 shows that we've done in the solos and I've ever spoken to any one of us, this is stuff that we've been talking about since day one. You want something new. You want something to get you interested. And we say it all the time. Oh, they phoned it in. They phoned it in. Well, you know what? They tried something new. By the way, I was, yeah. I was actually listening to something uh, two days ago. Uh, Batista's actual first thing into the WWE, he was supposed to be born out of rape. Just saying, that's where the head was at back in that day. Yeah, his character. Just Man, saying. I, I kind of believe Just it. Saying. Just saying. Uh, if you go back to some of the promos back back in that era, I think it was like 03, 02. Yeah. I forget what year it was. I remember Vince and Paul Heyman having like a crazy backstage segment. segment and Paul, uh, Vince was talking about that he was going to get a gang of bikers to rape Undertaker's wife and and like get terrorists to like mm-hmm. blow up Taker's yeah. house. Like Vince was saying some crazy shit back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. but again, I hope that we don't go down that route. I hope that this whatever whatever they're cooking up has got my interest right. until it doesn't anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like I I okay, I'm all in. Let's see where this Antifa stuff comes. But if you come at me with Hornswoggle again, like that's just I'm checking out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I know. I don't think we got to worry about Hornswoggle, but You never I know. Yeah, you never know with Vince, but I, I got high hopes for it. It definitely has my interest. And again, I'm going to tune in this Monday where a couple weeks ago I would have been like, Raw? Nah. Like, I'm watching something else. I'm going to tune in this Monday and try and watch it. Hopefully I'll what, get through it. When time. does football start? Do they have Ooh, an idea? I don't know. Uh, September, right? Because that also has a lot to do with it. Now you have, a, you have somebody coming up to you head to head. Well, yeah, you think, and your ratings you are already Raw's, bad. <laughs> you think Raw's ratings are hurting now? Wait until football. But that's back. what I'm saying. If if you're gonna yeah. throw anything on the wall and hope it sticks, it's now. Right, all right. You got a point, man. You got a good point, Leo. So more on not so good stuff. Oh, come on. So we had uh, the Fiend attack Alexa Bliss last week, and man, they did not follow up, follow it up good, in my opinion. So we saw the Fiend come out this past week uh, on Friday Night SmackDown. And they went to commercial break. And then when they came back from commercial break, Alexa Bliss magically appeared in the middle of the ring out of nowhere. Okay? Mm. (laughs) So, Fiend looked like he was going to put the manable claw again on Alexa. And then Alexa kind of touched his face. And Fiend kind of just looked at her and then just got up and backed away like in frustration. So, I don't know. that That part intrigues me. Like if somewhere, if somehow we see like a dark Alexa Bliss here with the Fiend like pairing, I'll be into that. Like she could be like the Harley Quinn to his Joker, right? So I was kind of into that. But what I was not into is Braun Strowman's terrible fucking promo. Oh his god. promo was so cringe. Oh my god! It was god awful. It was terrible. Like I want Fiend to kill this dude. <laughs> I want him to kill him in the ring. Like I don't want to see Braun Strowman for months. Like, get Braun Strowman <laughs> away from my TV. His promo was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not a good promo. And he's um, in ring work. I mean, they hide his, his faults really well. You know what I mean? Like, he's got his moveset. It works for him. I don't think he should be WWE champion. I really think he should be, like, an attraction. He's the new age big show. Trot him out every every once in a while, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely not WWE 
you know, champion material, to be honest with you. But, you know, at the same time, do you want the title on Fiend again? You know what I mean? A lot of people were complaining that Fiend doesn't even need the title. And, you know, this is all going back to WWE booking themselves in a corner. Well, you know? well, I think this is a completely different situation because now with the Fiend and Bray Wyatt and this version of Bray Wyatt, we've already had like a year on a year, little bit of over a year long build with him. Right. When they put the title on him after they beat Seth, they booked themselves in the corner because we thought it was too soon. Fiend yeah. doesn't need it right now. Like, and and in many ways, you can make the same argument now. Fiend doesn't necessarily need it, but if you have that Braun. title mess around with the three faces of Bray, mm-hmm. you got. Fucking, um, you know, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family, cult leader, cult leader, either world's Bray Wyatt. You have the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. You have the Fiend Bray Wyatt. If you have that title bounce around from all three guys, I would be into that. You even throw in their um, muscle man dance Bray Wyatt. You want to throw him in there too? You throw him in there too. That I could fuck with. Yeah. And you know what? They could even go as far as if they bring back. Hawaiian shirt Bray Wyatt, cult leader Bray Wyatt, he could have his own customized belt. And that's another thing. Like, you can see the belt change for each character. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that would be another money grab from WWE. You know, and I wouldn't even be mad at it it's, it's, uh, as long as the fucking design is better than the Fiend's belt. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, man, you're right about Braun. Uh, I feel bad for him because he was at one point, if they would have just struck when the iron was hot, I felt like he could have probably been like a new age Hogan, man. That dude, you and had he it. dropped the ball. Yeah, he had it, man. And now it's just real cringe, like you said. Anything that comes out of his mouth, you could tell it's written for him. That it's not coming. Mm-hmm. And we went back, you know, it's not coming from here. His 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 soul, his heart, is not coming from here. No. His his shit is all coming from the head, all coming from it's just, creative. It's very, it's He's overthinking very it. It's very yeah. cringe, the whole monster and then this and that and saying he doesn't care about the Alexa Bliss, really, in a matter of a week and a half, all of a sudden you don't care about Alexa Bliss anymore, and we're supposed to believe that? Like, come on. Like, it, It's mm-hmm. just that promo that came, Braun's promo from Friday night felt like he was playing wrestler instead right. of being the guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it reeks of bad acting, and I feel like when wrestling's at its best is when the audience is emotionally invested in the character and the only way that the audience can be emotionally invested in the character is if the character is being somewhat genuine like steve austin he's not gonna fucking give you a stunner and pour beer all over you in real life but deep down inside he's a take no bullshit redneck you know what i mean like he was just turned up to 100 the rock you know he's a smart ass in real life you know he was just turned up to a hundred, you know, in the ring, and that's why we we fell in love with those characters, you know. Um, man, Braun Strowman, there's nothing relatable about him. Yeah, there there's is. Nothing. He's a big guy. Unless you're a six foot eight <laughs> redneck that likes to lift. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Leo, you're almost six foot eight, so you kind of you kind of got nah, a little bit. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but so. so yeah, no, not not even a little bit. No, but th- but this is the thing, right? Why can't why can't we relate to him? Right? Because we can only go by whatever we see on camera, right? And what have we seen on camera? I'm the monster. I'm the monster. I don't want to go down that path. Oh, cute blonde girl. I'm a monster. That's all you've seen. And him play with that with that big ass fucking cello thing. 
right? You, you know, it was more relatable when he was tagging with what's his face. Uh, remember that little kid that he tagged with at WrestleMania? Uh, Jonathan. Yeah. What was his name again, Leo? Jonathan. You broke up. Jonathan. His name was Jonathan. Uh, I feel like his name was something else. Little Billy. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so... what I'm trying to say is. Braun was more relatable when he tagged with that kid at WrestleMania than some of the shit that he's doing now. Yeah. And what was sad about that is they, they squashed the bar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. that That's some sad shit. I, I think I heard on a podcast Steve Austin was in the back and he looked at uh, Sheamus and Cesaro when they came back there and said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know about Braun, but he's just not cutting it right now. He's not really cutting it as champion. But let's talk about some good stuff. Let's talk about some positive stuff that's happening on the WWE front. Leo. Amen. Remember two weeks ago? It was about two weeks ago when we did the show without Sam and we were talking about Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. Yes, yes. And, that it and I work. was telling you, like, man, I'm really not interested in this. And, and who knows? Maybe they'll do something to pull me in. Remember when I told you that? Yes. Did they do something to pull you in? Man, this Wednesday, they fucking pulled me all the way in. Ah. <laughs> oh, there, you go. there you go. What happened? They pull- Let me tell you something. They pulled me in. Because, like, like I said on that episode, nothing against Pat McAfee. Because I like Pat McAfee. Nicholas. I like talking shit. Nicholas Once was the was- kid's name. I'm sorry. It wasn't Nicholas. Jonathan. There you go. So, yeah, Pat McAfee was talking shit on the commentary booth. And... Adam Cole and him ended up having like a face off, and Adam Cole was getting pissed off. And then Triple H and Shawn Michaels came out, a whole bunch of refs to try to break them up. And then all of a sudden, Pat McAfee came out of nowhere and punted the shit out of Adam Cole. And if that shit does not get you invested, something is fucking wrong with you. Because now you want to see Pat McAfee get his ass whooped by Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. It was, it was done well, very well. And they pulled me in. They got me. They hooked me. Mm-hmm. Finally, Th- I feel like this goes back to what I was saying. Like with the bad acting, this isn't bad acting. I think these two are knocking it out of the park. These two are knocking it out of the park. And you know, I think last episode I was singing, um, I was singing uh, Adam Cole's praises. This week I'm gonna have to sing uh, Pat McAfee's praises because this guy, you know, at the end of the day, he's not a pro wrestler. You know, he was he comes from the NFL. He comes from a different background. Yeah. And this is essentially going to be his first match. Now, has he been around the business for the past year, year and a half, two years or whatever? Yeah. And sure, he's learned a lot in those two years or whatever. But for this to be his first go at it and it's this good. And the fact that he has an athletic background that's outside of the WWE and it's going to garner mainstream you know, media like ESPN, I think. Triple H actually announced on Wake Up on ESPN that they were going to have a match or something like that. And this is what, like, the WWE loves. They love to have that mainstream, you know, attention. Man, Pat McAfee could potentially become a main event star down the line. You know, a lot of people are probably going to be rolling their eyes about that right now, but I'm telling you, these guys that come from outside of WWE – and ladies, we've seen it with Ronda Rousey in the past, and then they show all this promise, and if they could garner some attention, man, I'm telling you what, Vince McMahon gets a hold of Pat McAfee, he could be a main event superstar down the line, like in a year or two. 
maybe three. I'm, I got, I'll hold my judgment to see how he does in the ring first before I – but because I'm not going to jump the boat like with the statement you just said. But I'm not going to say yeah. that it can happen because we've seen it with Ronda Rousey. But the Ronda Rousey situation was a little bit different because she came from an MMA world. So it was, I think, it was a little bit of an easier transition. But it could happen. I'm not knocking it. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee, from what what he has that a guy like Mojo Raleigh doesn't have, is he has that it factor. So I could see it. Yeah, he he could talk that shit. Is what it is. And Mojo Raleigh, he he doesn't shit. know he doesn't know who the fuck he is yet. You know what I mean? Like, as a character. I'm not saying, like, on a personal level. I don't even know that motherfucker. But, like, his character, he doesn't know what it is. He's the hype guy. And then the next week, he's got a fucking thing on his face. And he's, like, looking in the mirror. We don't even know what the fuck that was about. And then he disappears. And then he's the hype guy again. You know, I I don't think uh, his friend signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers helped his his career at all anyway. You know what I mean? Gronk's going to do Gronk at the end of the day, you know? Of course. <laughs> but, um, Listen, Gronk is going to be Gronk and Mojo's going to be Mojo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, poor Mojo, but yeah. But cool. I'm, I'm, listen, um, Mojo's a nice guy. I got, I got the chance to interact with him, but that's as far as I go. I have no interest to see him in my television. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, and it was sad about him. I feel like he could talk shit. It's just his character. He don't know what the fuck it is. He hasn't, you know got, I mean? he hasn't gotten he to do, know his character yet. Yeah, he could cut a promo. Mojo could cut a promo. His in-ring work isn't like terrible. He's not like super sloppy. I've never seen him botch like crazy. But it's just like his character. Just again, it does goes back to it doesn't. You don't relate to it. You, know? you don't relate to him. You're not emotionally invested to him. It's just like, eh, like whatever. Yeah, and most wrestling fans ain't like that. Like the hype frat boy. You know, most wrestling fans hate that person you know what i mean if they're gonna go with a hype guy like that and be like a frat boy you should be a heel you know what i mean but they try to make him a face but enough with mojo fuck that all right so the more on the nxt front so we're talking about damian priest damian priest ended up winning his triple threat match against ridge holland which he's a guy from nxt uk and only lorkin uh great match from uh from three guys and man I don't know if you guys got to see the match, but at the end of the match, yo, Damon Priest had a fucking knot on his fucking side of his head. It was like a mm. big ass ball on his head, bro. Caught crazy. a potato, crazy huh? Looking. Crazy. Looking. I think I think it might have been from Oni, if I'm not mistaken. Oof. Yeah. Why? Put yeah. some ice on that. You gotta put some ice on that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking crazy knot. Uh. So I mentioned this to you, Sam, off the air before we went live. Uh, I want to get your thoughts in detail and also Leo's thoughts. WWE potentially Vince, because he's man, that hard headed old man. He he wants to do a show live in, in front of audience, people in it, you know? And rumor has it, not saying it's gonna happen, but he's looking to actually do SummerSlam if he can, if he could pull this off. New Zealand, no. Out here out here in New Jersey, in Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, Vince wants to do this. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen, but in an interesting note, GCW is running uh, uh, two shows that same weekend. So wrestling fans are going to be out there regardless. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on potentially, potentially, WWE trying to run SummerSlam in Atlantic City? Hey, man, if he could pull it off, more power to him. But one thing I got to say, and, and anybody that's from Jersey, anybody that's been to Atlantic City will know know this. Atlantic City is not Vegas. 
I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not the strip. It's literally it's the hood with a boardwalk. <laughs> it's the hood with a boardwalk. It's not it's not like a destination location that it might have been back in the day. You know, not not of the old days of WrestleMania 4 and 5. A lot has changed. Uh, you know, the economy in 2008 crashing and then on top of this whole covid thing man it's a rough city and man to be bringing all that down there i don't know if that's such a great idea to be honest with you i mean gcw does a great job over there but like we're talking wwe we're talking about thousands of people potentially flocking to the beach and you know jersey jersey right now is very strict on on, on the covid 19 front you know what I mean? Okay, but but if they, if they're strict on it, right? There has mm-hmm. to be a reason why um, McMahon wants to bring it here, right? There there has to be some. Pull it off. Okay, now can he pull it off? Yeah, he could pull it off. But I'm going to tell you this from from a soccer standpoint. Um, in Europe, you've had soccer start up again and it wasn't a problem because people actually listened to what you were supposed to do they listened to the rules and they they follow social distancing and all the other stuff but in south america they've had to actually close down a couple of leagues because people don't listen what do i mean by that Mm -hmm. you have some wrestling fans that will listen that will stay away from atlantic city and then you have some stupid wrestling fans that will show up to atlantic city Thinking that they can go and meet their favorite wrestler, thinking that they can go and and uh, and hang out, you know what I mean? And that's gonna yeah. mess it up for everybody. Yeah, it all depends on how many people they're they're gonna allow. You know what I mean? Some beaches are like, you know, they won't sell you tickets to get on the beach. You know, if they hit a certain like uh, like number of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jersey is very strict. It's not like Florida. You know, it's very strict right now. And that's why you've seen, you know, cases drop over here in the Northeast because, you know, we're taking it very serious. So I don't know how he would be able to pull it off successfully. If he could, more power to him. All I'm saying is if you decide to go to SummerSlam, if you decide to go to Atlantic City, be careful, especially if they run the show yeah. at nighttime. Because like I said, it's the hood with a boardwalk. Shit ain't sweet. So just be careful. <laughs> also keep in mind. Also keep in mind. Hypothetically speaking, here, if WWE ends up pulling this off, which I don't see happening, but if they do, wrestling fans are already going to be out there because they're going to be out there for GCW exactly. that whole weekend. You have Tournament of Survival Saturday, then you got the next day Jimmy. Oh shit! My phone just fell. Sorry, guys. Then you got Jimmy Lloyd. Then you got Jimmy Lloyd running a show called Jersey Shore in Atlantic City. So wrestling fans are going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if he can pull it off, man. If he can, more power to him, but I'm staying my ass in the house. <laughs> well, I got to. I got fucking T-bone and I ain't got no fucking car, so I ain't got no fucking Sam, choice. Sam, <laughs> Sam, you got you to gotta know when to stop talking. See, you, yeah. just, you kind of just, just buried yourself. Okay? Yeah. It's Leo, it hit him with the buy How, how, do, on, I, how do I get buried? Leo, hit him with the buy How do I bury myself when I'm going to because you gotta learn when to stop talking. Because you kind of contradict yourself there. Oh, you, you gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. Regardless. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Rock, man, he made headlines this week. He, he made headlines this week. This guy bought the XFL for fifteen million. Now it wasn't only him. He also had a. Um, I think he. Uh, it was him. 
and this company called, uh, let me see, let me look it up real quick. Uh, I just had it right here. Uh, Redbird, never Redbird Capital. Don't know what that is. Maybe Leo, because Leo's smart when it comes to this kind of stuff. So he might know what this is, Redbird Capital. Uh, Jerry Carnell, I think the dude's name that runs that. So it was The Rock. This dude named Jerry and I think uh, The Rock's ex-wife that helps him run um, The Rock's film company. All right. Mm -hmm. they, they're in business together. They have a great relationship. They put up the money to buy the XFL. Yeah. Same. You know, I'm I'm happy. I didn't want to see the XFL go away, you know. Um, and I feel like I feel like this. When I started talking about it at work, a lot of people all of a sudden said, you know, The Rock might be able to do something with that. The Rock might be able to do something with that. I feel like a lot of people wanted to see McMahon fail. Whereas now that The Rock is the owner. I feel like a lot of people are optimistic and saying, you know what, I might tune in if The, if the Rock is involved with it because his brand, The Rock's brand is actually just as big, if not bigger, than WWE. You know what I mean? I think, At this point. And, and plus, whatever The Rock does, oh, for the nine times out of ten, turns into the gold regardless. Yeah. So if anybody's going to do something with the, the XFL, and let's be honest here, this recent run of the XFL, I wouldn't even say it was a failure. The COVID pandemic happened, and that's what X'd everything. So yeah. I wouldn't even consider this recent uh, revival of the XFL a failure. But hey, you got The Rock now Anime. involved in it. If any, if anything's gonna make XFL like bigger than life, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be The Rock. Right. You know what is gonna suck for McMahon if these people actually make it profitable and viable. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The Rock like, might because if there was no Vince McMahon, there would be no Rock. The might the Rock might yeah, actually but, but, sell him back piece of that a piece of that like uh, company. Like, yeah, but do you really do you really right? do you really want if you okay if you come up with an idea, right, mm -hmm. and you pour money on it twice and the idea doesn't pan out, and then somebody else that you know takes that idea and makes it work, do you really want to own that? Do you want any part of that? Hell yeah! If 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 you get a little bit of profit on the side, bro, why the fuck not? You no know sir, I mean? Vince, is, Vince is a fucking hard-headed dude, bro. No, sir, you think Vince is gonna want his creation that, in many eyes, not I'm not one of them that view that you failed at the XFL twice, then you have somebody else buy it and makes it successful. Do you think Vince is gonna put his pride down? To get involved with that just for money, I don't think so. No. I think so, bro. I think money talks, man. At the end of the day, it's all about money, no matter who you okay. are. Okay, so if that's the case, how come Vince hasn't put his pride down and lost uh, many opportunities to make money when it comes to his the people he hires? For example, mm -hmm. they could have done their own version of the Bullet Club. They didn't do that. Missed opportunity. He could have made money. He could have made a ton of T-shirt money off of that. Yeah. He didn't do it. That's not including countless of other things that he's fucked up to make yeah. money. And he didn't do it because guess what? It wasn't his creation. And he couldn't well, put his pride down. The XFL is his creation. So if The Rock were to, you know, be generous, let him buy some, some stock in it, you know what I mean? It's a pride Maybe thing, Sam. get it back. You know, it's a it's a, happened, it's a it's a pride thing. McMahon is a, is a very proud person. Yeah. Again, the, he bought he bought the ECW brand, and he gave you his version of the ECW brand, and it didn't work. He well, bought the WCW, 
the WCW no, brand ECW, didn't ECW work. ECW went bankrupt. And no, no, he but I'm saying. But he ended up buying it, so, yeah. and then gave you his version of it. Let's remember what happened with ECW. He tried to reboot it as is, as it was. Remember ECW One Night Stand? Yeah. yeah. Right? And then, like, the first couple episodes of ECW minus the zombie were kind of run like an old ECW show. But at the end of the day, he tried to use it as a platform like we're seeing NXT being used right now. And Paul Heyman and him were fighting about it. So going back to, you know, the whole pride bullshit, he fucking got rid of Heyman (laughs) and fucking put the belt on himself and walked around with a do-rag and said, now it's mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure that made a ton of money, Sam. Hey, those EC- you got one of them ECW titles, don't you? No, but see, you're missing the point <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying that people bought into the angle. That's what people wanted to see, right? No, nobody wanted to see that shit. What I'm trying to say is I could see Hunter and Stephanie and Shane buying into XFL before Vince does because of his pride. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. I think pride... When it comes to Vince McMahon, his pride is one of his worst enemies. Mm, and yeah. Sam Punk that fucking said in his pipe bomb. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, money talks, man. No, no, and and and, and I think we understand that, Sam. But mm-hmm. like, put yourself away from all of this, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a family member that acts the way Vince does, would you <laughs> would you want to get him into your next venture? Nah, you know what? So there you yeah. go. Yeah, so if I'm the rock. I'm not selling him shit. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Thank you. Thank this you. guy, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Thank you. That's all you had to say. Man. That's Yo. all you had to say. <laughs> this guy, man. All right, let's move on. I think we all agree with XFL. It's a great thing for the rock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sam. <laughs> all right, let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about AEW. It's official. Moxley, MJF is set for all out for the AEW World Championship. I think we can all agree here. This is something we all want, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I didn't like from Dynamite, though. After MJF probably cut one of the probably the promo of the year this week, uh, this year, I mean, last week on Dynamite. They didn't capitalize on it. Didn't even address anything that MJF said. Nothing. He just focused his energy on Darby and didn't even mention MJ, MJ, MJF at all in his promo. Nothing. Not even like a slight dig like in the beginning of his promo he could have been like listen I know there's some twerp out there that can't keep my name out of his mouth. Something. Give me a little something. Moxley didn't even address him at all. Yeah. He just addressed Darby and it's like what the fuck man? MJF just ripped you a new one last week. You didn't even say anything. He made you look like a fool, fool. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, in a way, right? In a way, if you're the audience, it's like, damn. You can even you could even address MJF. Who, should I be rooting for MJF? <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Is he what he's it's saying weird. true? It's weird. I heard him on Busted Open, and he was almost kind of coming off like a baby face, and like. You can tell it's not a babyface character because he's still being a dick to the people around him. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It, the whole like MJF twenty twenty thing. Like, uh, I I I 
want to see more of the old MJF. I don't like, uh, you know, and maybe that's it. Maybe I'm supposed to boom, right? I'm not supposed to like him, right? Well, no, if you if you if you're not into, I'm into it. I, I'm into this MJF. I don't like I'm the gimmick, he, man. I, I'm into it. I'm into what he's doing. I think MJF MJF shouldn't change. I like what he's doing because at the end, if the payoff is him winning the title. And then screw this MJF 2020 bullshit. And then he goes like this to the fucking fans. That's that's the ending we want. Yeah. You know, if you're watching yeah. wrestling. All yeah. right. If it ends like that, that'd be dope. He's being. He. I did listen to the same busted open interview, and he definitely didn't. He came off less prickish. Like he wasn't right. a prick in the interview. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't even. A, he wasn't even a prick to to Lagreca, and he's always mean to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think. Here they they they're doing. I like what MJF is doing. I just don't like the fact that Moxley didn't address him at all. And don't get me wrong, Moxley and Darby had a hell of a match on Dynamite, but mm. just that promo kind of irked me a little bit because it's like, dude, you're not gonna address MJF ripping you a new one, like really, dude? Yeah. And at the end of the match, right, MJF came out and, and, and fucked him up, right? If I remember correctly, he so now he he's hit, gonna have to address him. He hit Moxley with the title. Because he wanted Darby to win so he could face Darby at mm. All Out. Because he feels like, hey, I, my chances to beat Darby are, you know, I beat the guy before. You know, that's in theory what they were trying to trying mm. to uh, do, shoot with that angle. And obviously Moxley went over. We all predicted that. That was going to happen. And while the match was great, I, I just, I don't know. Something bugs me that the fact that Moxley didn't address MJF. Yeah. Yeah. But at least we're going to get the match. One thing I got to say is. If it ends the way, like you said, like he's like, oh, fuck the fans, MJF 2020 bullshit, I'm the champ now, right. you know what I mean? That'd be that'd be awesome uh, on multiple levels because finally you got the title on somebody that's not a former WWE guy, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I got to say about Darby Allen is, man, every time he gets in the ring, he makes losing look good. That's the, that's the only thing I could ma- make out. He doesn't lose... His um, it doesn't hurt him when he loses, right? He doesn't lose his aura, right? You know, and I feel like, how many times can he do that? How many times is gonna like, you know, how many times can he lose? And we're like, damn, that was a good match. You know what I mean? I hope you. I wish you would have won. You know, I just want him. I just want him to win one. You know. Every time I see Darby Allen, I have multiple feelings. One is like, God, man, I hope this guy doesn't break his neck because he's always doing something fucking crazy. I hope he doesn't yeah, kill he himself. And then two, it's like, man, as much as I, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying Cody's open challenges for the TNT championship. It's like, I think, I think they should have put that title like on a guy like Darby, man. They should put on Lance Archer, but that's another story. But man, if they're going to take the title off Cody, Got to give it to an, an AEW guy. I'm sick of these, you know, former WWE. This is a new company. Stop making these former WWE guys your champions. You know what I mean? Like, you got Cody and Dean Ambrose or Boxley, whatever you want to call them, as your, as your champions right now, right? And you got your tag champions too. But, you know, the tag title, it is what it is, you know? And another thing about the tag titles with them, they got so many fucking tag teams out there that could potentially win that title. I know they're telling a story with it, but like, damn, can we hurry it the fuck up? Because you got LAX and fucking uh, I knew, the I knew Lucha Brothers. I'm glad, and- I'm glad that you mentioned that, Sam, because I got I want to talk about LAX right here. I want to talk about uh, Proud and Powerful. 
And now we haven't talked about this off air. We haven't. But I want to know if you guys feel the same way I do. I feel like Ortiz and Santana, which we're all big fans of, mm-hmm. I feel like ever since their debut, their stock has gone down a bit. I feel like they're not as hype when they were first coming into AEW. And it hit me finally this past week when they when the best friends beat them. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the best friends, too. And I know that we're always going to have winners and losers here. But I just feel like LAX has taken a lot of fucking L's. And if this leads to where, because obviously they beat the, they destroyed fucking um, Trent's mom's van, which I enjoyed that. I I enjoyed them destroying it. I hope they, I hope they give us a shirt. You know how like Best Friends has a shirt with there in the, in the soccer mom van or whatever. Yeah. I hope LA gives us a shirt too, where they're like standing in front of the destroyed van, you know, like I hope Mm -hmm. we get a shirt out of it. Now I know that we're going to get a rematch where if, LAX loses to best friends. They got to apologize to Trent's mom. And I'm hoping that fucking LAX wins. But their booking has been very head scratcher for yeah, me. Yeah, it definitely this is. Like, these, these are teams. This is a credible team. They were coming in with so much momentum to AEW. And don't get me wrong. I think their first couple months were cool. You know, like you're obviously not going to put the rocket strap, rocket strap automatically on them. But man, it's like I feel like they've caught a lot of L's, and I think their stock has gone down. Yeah, it, and it all goes back to that storyline with Hangman and fucking Kenny Omega with the tag titles. We got to get through the storyline, you know. What I mean, I'm I'm praying that the revival takes the titles off them at, at all out. Somebody needs to take the tags uh, titles off them so we could get to wherever they're going with this fucking story because there's so much potential in their tag team division that yeah. I'm just like, bro. What are you even doing? Like, you know, like, and are you guys going to decide to do something? 200 days. Kenny Omega and Adam Page is tag champs. Yeah. A team that yeah. you put together just for a storyline. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't hate the best friends, but I don't like the gimmick. It's it's weird. It's like st- stupid to me. What are they supposed to be kids? Like that's their best. I mean, friend. I don't hate it. I, I you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's a. I don't hate it. It's a comedy taxi, man. I get it. It's not for everyone. It really yeah. isn't for everyone. Just yeah. like heavy machinery isn't for everyone. You know, there's. What do you mean? They're not it, for everyone. We, have, we we you know we all like different things. This is the type of comedy I do like because it's not supposed to be taken seriously. They're best friends. They act like kids or whatever. They got dr- they get dropped off by their mother. I don't know. I find that hilarious. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. It's um, it's a spin on something. It's it's something that makes you uh, connect to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes me remember like my childhood, like being like in third grade, getting picked up by my buddy Charlie's mom or some shit, and getting dropped off at you know. The mall or some shit. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Know. Like again, so you you are you are able to connect to it on a level, right? Yeah. So it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like like Mario said, it, it's not for me, man. It, you know. It, it, listen, I'm not gonna knock you for it because there's stuff that you're into that it's not for me either. We all like yeah. different shit. You know, we all have different levels of comedy. But this is a tag team. While they're great in the ring, they're both great in the ring, especially Trent. But it is a comedy shtick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I feel like AEW was promising something that was more of the NWA, right? And what I'm getting right now is a mishmash of ECW and WCW. 
You know what I mean? Like they said that it was supposed to be like sports like booking and shit like that. And don't get me wrong. I'm wearing an AEW shirt and I fuck with the program. It's it's the program that I watch every week live, no matter what. You know what I mean? Because I want to see them succeed. They're, they're a new brand and everything like that. But I just wish there would be a little tad bit more serious angles. And I, I know, you know, we got to have a little bit for everybody. Like a little ha-ha, hee-hee, slap on the knee, whatever. But, like, you know, I miss that old school kayfabe fucking sports-like feel like we get from New Japan. You know what I mean? So then go watch New Japan. Yeah, all kinds of crazy hours, Leo. Man, I'm talking about here in America, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Do you want to talk <laughs> about being serious? Well, we're going to get serious. Man, Sammy G, bro. This guy's batting a the thousand. Fuck, Sammy? So, what do you do? So, um, so, uh, you, we saw the segment that he had with Matt Hardy, right? Yeah. Where he busted him open, okay? Yeah. But apparently, my man Sammy G fucked up. And he grabbed the wrong chair, and Matt Hardy got busted open hard away. Oh, no. And I don't think Matt Hardy was even supposed to get busted no. open during the second. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. So, no. Oh, no. So, man, so apparently, you know, it's been reported by Fightful and The Observer that after that segment, when Sammy G did go backstage, man, did he get lectured. <laughs> and, oh, man, this guy's batting a 1,000. What I will pray Sammy G is, though. When it came to that segment, visually the segment looked great, but like, mm. yo, Matt Hardy got fucking hurt. What I want to pray, Sammy G, is, yo, that inverted modified 450 that he hit on Matt Hardy from the from the from the stage, yo, that shit looked nuts because it wasn't like your typical 450. It looked kind of like cannonball esque, and it, it looked crazy visually. It looked amazing, so I want to pray Sammy G with that. But I mean. Sammy G just got a little bit of heat. I'm sure, you know, he got a talking, but it's not like he meant to do this. He just fucked up. You know, accidents happen. Uh, he'll he'll get over this hump, but, yo, he's batting a 1,000, though. <laughs> yeah. A wise man once said, this ain't ballet. So, uh, hey, man, Sammy, man, you got to get it together, my G. Damn. <laughs> um. One thing to add on to the whole Sammy G situation with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, that dude, he's smart. He's just like Jericho. He knows how to spin shit. And he's already had a, a, a new shirt out. It's like, it's a black shirt that says, I don't die, and it's covered in blood. So, I mean, this guy knows how to spin shit, and he's just like yeah. Jericho. You know, when he sees something, he goes with it. So, good for him. Yeah, he's a, a pro's pro, man. He probably didn't even take it that bad. He was probably like, hey, man, shit happens. It was probably nah, the agency. I can see Matt Hardy giving him a lecture. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah, because I you, can see Matt Hardy giving him a lecture, especially because it's like if they were like, "Okay, you're gonna grab this chair," and fucking Sammy G gets lo lost in momentum and throws the wrong chair at him and gets fucked. Because that's what like, happened. He wasn't prepared. You get what I'm saying? Like it's different. Like they're having a match and then he got busted open, but it's like a segment that they talked about. They knew what they were doing, and yeah. then. He grabbed, the he monkey the, wrench gets thrown in there. I'm sure Matt Hardy did have some words for Sammy G. He grabbed the non-working chair. God right. <laughs> All right. More on the AEW front. This segment I enjoyed. I know some people didn't like it, but I really did. The great debate from Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Oh, awesome. And after 20 years, Eric Bischoff, Easy e returns to TNT. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I, uh... I liked Orange Cassidy's little thing about global warming, man. 
It was very old school. <laughs> old school ass. Yes. Remember the movie Old School when yeah. War, during the debate, Will Ferrell just kind of goes into like this thing and he starts talking about a. Uh, he might have been talking about the same thing too, globalization and shit. Uh, it was. It reminds me of the movie Old School when Orange Cassidy just went off out of nowhere. You know. Yeah, and Jericho he makes every segment that much better with his comedic timing, his his facial expressions. You know what I mean. That dude, he, you know, how many years he's been doing this? Almost 30, right? Like 25, something crazy like that. He started in the 80s. Yeah, I 80s, mean, I think. yeah, Jericho is amazing, man. So I liked it. You know what I mean? It, you know, I, for, you know, a comedy relief segment, I like that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think. It was good to see Eric Bischoff, too. He looked great. You know, on TNT, first time in what twenty years you see Eric Bischoff on TNT. Do you think he? Uh, you think he'll have a reoccurring role because you know WWE starts to blackball people once they show up on AEW. He needs to make money, so probably. <laughs> I don't. I don't see him having a reoccurring role. I mean, I'm not saying that he won't ever come back to AEW television programming. I don't see him having a reoccur a reoccurring role though. Mm. You know, for what? You know, what I'm saying. Right. They're very manager happy over there, so I was just wondering maybe he might come back because we know he he's another one that's very comfortable behind the mic. You know what I mean? He could he could turn up any segment. You give him, you know, and over there they don't even give him a script, so it's like, hey, just say what you want to say. He'll right. fucking kill it. So it was good. It was good. I enjoyed the segment a lot. Yeah. So uh, we got set for next week. Well, this coming Wednesday, we got set. Cody Rhodes will defend the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky. This should be a good match, man. This should be a really good match. I don't see Scorpio Sky winning, but if he did, I wouldn't be hating on it. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I think it's time to take that title off Cody soon. You know, not not now. I think that should be reserved for a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? But, like, soon. Like, there should be a bunch of title changes at All Out. I feel like it should be a reshuffling of the deck a little bit here. You know, I know some people were fantasy booking like saying like if anybody should challenge Cody for that title at all out it should be Matt Cardona but it kind of goes back to what you said like I don't want to see another ex WWE guy capture mm -hmm. the gold so if they do have the match I kind of want to see Cody go over I don't want to see it switch on to another WWE guy okay yeah I agree with that and we've seen Stardust versus Zack Ryder on fucking WWE superstars you know what I mean this is a match we've seen before AEW's right, supposed to be something but, fresh. I, I wouldn't, right, but I wouldn't make the comparison because WWE didn't let them go. Right, right. AEW, it's, you know they're going to go. Right. Yeah. It's an overly produced product on WWE. But I just want to see more fresh fresh matchups. You know what I mean? I would like to see uh, Darby Allen versus uh, Matt Cardona or, you know, even Scorpio Sky versus Matt Cardona. You know what I mean? I'd be more you know, impressed with that kind of a booking. So I hope. Well, you know what would be interesting, though? I'm about to contradict myself a little bit. If Matt were to turn heel, because he's never been a heel, right? He's been, he was a heel early on his days of the of uh, Long Island Ice Z. Like his early incarnation of that gimmick, he was a heel, but nobody remembers it. Right, right. Hey, if that would be something fresh, right? I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, I just. You know what it is? If it happens, like it's got to be a home run. 
because Matt Cardona is just such a nice guy. It's not you just saying Matt being a heel. It doesn't sound believable. Yeah. It doesn't sound believable to me because he's such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's like a nerd. When you talk to him, he's like a nerdy ass dude. We can't right. even see, <laughs> you can't even see him being mean to somebody. <laughs> like he's like one of those people. Like he'll get like a shitty plate at a restaurant and he won't send it back. Like, like it's okay, nah, bro. Okay. It's okay, bro. I'll eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I like shrimp anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, would it be cool? Like, if he switches up his gimmick and gives us something different, like some type of dashly heel. But, but look at Sean Spears and look what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? He, he's supposed to be a heel. And yeah. when was the last time we seen Sean Spears on TV? You know what Every I'm saying? Every time I see him, he's talking about that black love. He's like, my love changed <laughs> my life. I'm like, man, right, I haven't seen okay. you on TV. <laughs> okay, so okay, so it's we're talking about the black love. We're talking about Sean Spears. And we briefly had a conversation of this, of a potential four horsemen-esque group in AEW. And it kind of got my head spinning this past week when I was watching AEW. I was thinking, like, all right, so a lot of people have fantasy book, you know, because Tully Blanchard's uh, managing Sean Spears. So, like, let's say if it was Cody, Sean Spears, and The Revival, right? That's what a lot of people were the go-to, right? Mm -hmm. What if Sean Spears wasn't one of those members, right? So I was thinking, like, who else could fit that role? So thinking like, okay, Matt Cardona, if he was to turn heel, and maybe he could be the fourth guy. Yeah. Then I was just thinking like, you know what would be a great spot? Like, what would like motivate hit? Like, would it would rejuvenate him, and it'll be a, a perfect spot. It'll kind of be like how Orange joined Evolution. I was thinking of Brian Pillman Jr. Like, if he could get out of his MLW contract, which maybe they're he talking could be the about that. Guy. I was thinking of that. Yeah, and then dope. watching AEW Dynamite this week, I was like. Man, you know who would be the perfect fourth guy? Hangman Page. Because he could be the Barry Windham of the group. Yeah. Yeah, he gives off those vibes. You know, what's cool is Pillman's dad was a short, you know, member of the uh, Four Horsemen. You know what I mean? He had a short little run as a Four Horseman. So, man, either one works, man. Either one works. And, you know, in wrestling, things change. You know, drop of a dime, so. And I'm not saying Sean Spears couldn't work either, but you got to do something with him to make it believable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you do? Is that your go-to? Like, there's nothing else that he can do over there? Because, I mean, when we were first talking about all this, you know, hey, this is one of the guys that was, you know, let out. You know, he was he was never actually given the ball. Now in AEW, how long has he been there? And, you know what I mean? Like, what have I they done like with they him? they haven't really necessarily done much with him we talked about it, i think last year during all out we were saying how he should have beat cody and cody beat him mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah man yo do you think that they would go with that four horsemen uh and when is the right time to strike with that with it's, you know, it's gotta be if i fancy booking here i yeah. would do the dynamite right after all out if i was if i was the booker yeah yeah, I would have good. Cody turn heel on the elite, like do something, have him turn, and we see the four horsemen, or or whatever name they want to call them themselves. You know, I would do yeah. it the dynamite right after All Out because all eyes are going to be glued to that first dynamite after All Out to see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's true. You're talking about eyes glued. Yo, they popped a good rating this week. Nine hundred thousand people, bro. That's really good. That means over a million people are watching wrestling. When you talk about like NXT and everything like that, that's great shit, man. That's really great. You know, hey, that's that's what Leo's been saying this whole time. 
Don't look at, at what numbers you're going against each other. Look at the number of people watching wrestling. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's great for the business. So I'm happy seeing that. You know, it doesn't matter who, who wins because at the end of the day, I'm talking about the company. It doesn't matter who wins with the companies, but at the end of the day, we win as fans. You know what I mean? We get two great shows. So this past week, this past Monday, they debuted this uh, women's tag team tournament, uh, the Deadly Draw on YouTube. I ended mm-hmm. up watching it, and um, still don't get why uh, Cameron was hired. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, like, man, I, I was watching it, and not saying that she botched anything, but it's like, why, why are you in the ring right now? Like, you know, it's just, uh, it was really pointless. You know, yeah, it was really pointless. But what I will praise it, praise the tournament is uh, Taya Cotney, Taya Cotney, Taya Cotney. She used to be uh, in NXT before. She ended up getting released. She looked incredible on this women's tournament because they let her go. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't just being an enhancement talent in NXT. They let her work, and she looked great. Yeah, you know, you could tell, you could tell, you could still tell she's a little bit green, but she looked good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see it, so I can't really comment either way. I will say this with, with Cameron, man. I I still feel like they hired the the wrong the, the wrong, wrong seeking missile when you're talking <laughs> about the women's division. I feel like they should have did the Eva Marie. You know what I mean? Because people hate her just like they hate Cameron. I feel like there's a lot of money that was left on the table with a heel run in WWE with Eva Marie. You know what I mean? I think that that, that think, could well, have been... We don't even know if she's hired. <laughs> this could have just been a one-off because they yeah, got eliminated in the tournament. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I'm not talking about in-ring skill here, people, so don't jump on me, but I feel like people just hated on the girl just to hate on her. I feel like, damn, that could have been money. That could have been money because it's easy. You know, people that are easy to hate, they don't come around very often, you know? Well, let's hope that they do something. The whole Eva Marie thing was just. (sighs) I feel like she. I feel like she garners even more heat than than Cameron. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I. From what I remember, when I was watching Total Divas, when Cameron was on the uh, on the show, she seemed like she actually wanted to get better, and she wanted to go to NXT to get better, right? I don't, I don't, I don't recall, like, what exactly happened. I think that she might have even tried to train with, um, what's his name, Brian Kendrick, for a little bit down there. Maybe that I'm was sure. yeah, Eva Marie. Eva Marie was doing. Eva that. Marie was the one, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually think Cameron, like, she saw Eva getting better and was like, "Yo, I think I need to do the same thing." And I, if I remember correctly, a uh, Trinity or Naomi, whatever you want to call her. She was like worried, like, "Oh, you're just gonna leave and go, go to NXT." Well, what about me? Like, I I specifically remember a, a episode like that. So if Cameron really tried to hone her craft, maybe this is what she's trying to do. Maybe she's you know trying to step up and be like, "Look, I know that I wasn't the best in WWE. Maybe here in AEW, I could show the fans like, yo, I really have a passion for this.' But I'm just giving people the benefit of the doubt here." So. <laughs> And that, and that's when I, Sam knew. I, mean, I don't necessarily see that. I don't see her seeing wrestling as a passion like that. I think she just did it to get paid. She I needs could that money. Be wrong here. 
I think she just did it for a check. She wanted a little bit of that Tony Khan money, and you know Why she not? got paid. Yeah, COVID hurt the pockets. Might as well sign the sign on the dotted line. Fuck it. <laughs> and like I said, we don't even know if she signed the deal. I, I you know, I would be mind boggled if she signed the actual deal with AEW. I yeah. think it's just like maybe mm-hmm. a per appearance or a couple appearance type deal. Okay. I would be shocked just if, to get people talking. Yeah. Was, yeah, right. I would be completely shocked if she actually uh, signed a, a a full deal because that's not. I don't think that's not what the women's division in AEW actually needs. They don't need someone like Cameron. Nah, they need they need somebody that could work. They need so they need a worker. It sucks that Chris Statlander's hurt right now. You know what I mean? Because they could have really. I feel like their the women's division kind of lacks direction. Their champ can work right now, right? But she's she just doesn't have like what's what's the word I'm looking for? It. It. Right? Am I wrong? No one necessarily she doesn't have it. I just think it's AEW's fucking formatting a fucking show. Like, come on, like really? You give us a fucking what was it, like less than five minute segment with fucking um Big Swole, which nothing against her, but I'm a big fan of Big Swole. I think she's great in the ring with with Rebel, right? Mm-hmm. You have like a impromptu match, and you're portraying Rebel as, you know, kind of a semi-retired wrestler that hasn't been in the ring for a while, just a fucking schmage, instead of giving the women's champion an actual fucking match. You know, like, yeah, I don't think that that she doesn't have it. I think she's a great worker. She, her English is great too, compared yeah. to some other Japanese talent. It's just, what is AEW doing? And that's why they got backlash for the AEW heels this week. Yeah, I feel like Tony Khan's main concern when it comes to the women's division right now is Britt Baker because she could she's entertaining. She's she's got it. She could talk that shit, and she's hurt, which doesn't help anything. You know what I mean? Right. So he sees Britt as like his his future potential star. Right. I think I think Big Swole's great. I, and it goes back to I just think they need a little bit more time. You know, TV time, eh, man, it's hard to come by, you know what I mean? So they just need to format the show a little bit better and try and give these ladies a little bit more time on the TV. Yeah, there's no reason why we can't see two women, two, three women segments on a show. Yeah. You know, if you produce shit and you format the show right, you know. And, but you but know, that's the thing. It, it when And, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes it feels like the boys booking the boys doesn't allow you to actually put a a, a cohesive show together. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I understand that you want Britt Baker there, and 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 I like what you guys are doing with having her, you know, kind of being the the mouth of the south type thing, you know, with the with the megaphone. But you got to give me something more as as a as a viewer, right? Like. Again, what makes me want to tune in? You know, th- does this, you know, th- this girl on a, on a wheelchair, does that make me tune in? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, but hopefully yeah. again, hopefully they'll put stuff together where we're able to see uh, where they're going to go with everything. So that's just my, my idea. Dale. Sam, you look like you want you got something more to say about this. Sam. Did we lose Sam? Did we lose me? No, we're back. Oh, you're Go. back. You're back. I thought I'm we back. lost you. 
Yeah, man. I, I was going to say, I think Tony Khan's just just a mark for Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker. Their little back and forth. Shit. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. Like, he just loves that shit. You know, I think he listens to podcasts just like us. He probably listens to Conrad's podcast with Tony Schiavone when he's doing his Jaguar thing. And <laughs> he's like, yo, I got to have Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker segment. We got to have that. <laughs> The women's division in AEW just needs direction. That's all it is. Yeah. And then when you have this whole AEW heels uh, subscription thing, which I'm not knocking that. That's fucking cool. Like, whoever want, wants to pay that and get, like, for any female that wants to pay for that subscription and, and get exclusive this and that, that's cool. But, you know, you're going to have the, the negativity from social media fucking go at you and they drove mm -hmm. fucking Brandy Rhodes off of fucking social media because it's like – Okay, you're doing all this for women and stuff, yet it's not getting delivered on TV. Yeah. There's yeah. a disconnect. Yes, that's what it is. There's a disconnect. Yeah, it's rough. They're, they're just starting out. They're not even a year old yet, and they're just trying to find their footing, man. It, it's, it's hard to please everybody. I do agree that the women need at least – two segments if you're not gonna have two segments at least show your champion you know what i mean like right. have your champion in a, in a promise storyline mm -hmm. um, i mean that's a given yeah no. that's that's gotta happen it doesn't matter gender you gotta have your champions booked strong you know what i mean they should if they're not gonna be in a match at least give them a fucking vignette or something let them say something, something. Yeah. Uh, we, we just it just kind of mind boggles me how you know they they launched this AW Heels subscription gimmick thing and yet you kind of gave us a smash on dynamite. Now don't get me wrong, I get that the tournament's happening, but it's happening on YouTube. You know, you know what I'm saying? Not not everyone's gonna take time out of their fucking day to go on YouTube to watch another hour of wrestling. Not everyone's gonna do that. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's let's laugh a little bit. Because okay. we laughed a lot last weekend. Cause we got Talk and shop a mania. Oh, I fucked with it. That was that was funny. <laughs> oh man, this if you guys didn't get it, one, you have no sense of humor. And two, you should just stop watching wrestling. Because this was a wrestling spoof. It's kind of like scary movie or like not just another teen movie. Like they were spoofing wrestling. That's what talk and shop a mania was. And I thought it was great. I thought the whole show was gold. The Boneyard match was amazing. I laughed my ass off. A lot of the inside jokes, uh, the shout-outs to AJ, it, it was just – it was great. I thought the Boneyard match was everything I expected it to be, you know? And I can't – I got to praise Gals and Anderson for, for giving us this. And Rocky Romero, obviously. Did it make, yeah, it, it, did it, make it hard enough for you not to laugh? What was that? Did they make it hard enough for you not to laugh? It's just, it was just from the beginning of the fucking, because uh, you could pretty much say it was more of a movie than an actual like wrestling show. Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. would say it was more of a movie. It was just, it was so much shenanigans, you know? It was a lot of like comedy and like inside jokes that only wrestling fans would get. Okay. Yeah. It reminded me of the early days of YouTube. To be honest with you, it reminded me of CKY and Jackass meets Backyard Wrestling. It was funny. There was, there was, um, you know, some old wrestlers that you know, or, or even wrestling personalities that 
you know, you didn't get to see for the past couple of years because they've been off TV and they popped up on there. It's like little cameos, things like that. It was funny to see the Rock and Roll Express have a little, um, you know, gimmick table First in the man, middle. Gimmick table. Yeah, seen, uh, Raven's block without Raven. Yeah, Lodi looked great, man. He looked Lodi like he was in great. shape. <laughs> yeah, he was in great shape. Fucking, I'm trying to think what else. You know, Teddy Long had me dying laughing. Fucking Chavo Guerrero. Bro, it um, was... you had a you didn't have Zack Ryder there, but you had Hornswoggle dressed up as Zack Ryder. Right, right. Uh, fucking trying to think who else. Enzo More. You know, you know what's crazy about Enzo, man? He goes out there, and I actually like. I'm like, all right, man. Maybe he ain't that bad. And then he goes on busted open and does an interview, and I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. And <laughs> he can't there it with is. me, man. <laughs> I, you know, I tried. I tried, man. Enzo. You're a piece of shit, but fucking, he was in there. Um, I'm trying to think who else, man. It was it was a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, man, a lot of fun. I definitely recommend you guys for those that didn't um watch Talking Shop. Like, if you want a good laugh, it's worth the 15 bucks. I think it was like 14.99 if I'm not mistaken, but it, it was worth yeah. the 15 bucks. And I actually watched it twice. That's how good it was. You know, I went back nice. and watched it again because it, it was just so fucking funny. Yeah, um, I, I need and, to watch that again. It was good. It was good. Watch it on the fight app. It's it's you know once you order something you can rewatch it. However, a limited play, a limited replay. Um, in relation with uh, talking shop with the Good Brothers, Impact Wrestling announced Emergence is going to be a two night event, too big for just one night uh, uh, on Impact Wrestling, and they announced two matches. You're going to see Motor City Machine Guns defend those tag titles against the North in a rematch, and then in another rematch, you're going to get Jordan Grace challenge Deanna Peraza for the Knockouts Women's Championship. Okay, uh, that could be good Impact right Wrestling there. continues to put on a good product, man. For yeah. those that are missing out on Impact Wrestling, you guys are missing one hell of a show. And it comes on on Tuesdays on Twitch, right? You can watch it on Access TV or Twitch. They simulcast it on Twitch, so for those that don't watch, have access yeah. to it, you can watch it on Twitch. Yeah, I try to catch it. Um... And not last week, but maybe uh, two weeks ago. And I caught a little bit of it, so I'm definitely going to try and, and catch it this week. You know what I mean? Uh, I, fu- I fuck with the Motor City Machine Guns. I, I like uh, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace. You know, I, I love her, man. You know, she's a powerhouse. So, you know, nothing nothing but good names there. Also, we, we mentioned the North, and the North have been singing their high praises for the last year. Um, they're definitely going to be in – probably top five, four, three. They're going to be on the top of our list when it comes to tag teams for 2020. But the North and FTR, the Revival, they had a little back and forth on Twitter, and they're trying to have this match. Now, obviously, you have the Revival, FTR, they're signed with AEW. Um, You have the North that are still signed with Impact Wrestling. But it seems like both teams are on board. Uh, Scott Delmore, which is one of the vice presidents of Impact Wrestling, he tweeted out saying that he supports the North having this uh, interpromotional match somewhere down the line if they could somehow find some agreement to it. And he also tweeted out Chris Jericho. Hey, Chris Jericho, how can we make this happen? Um, I'm, I'm all for interpromotional stuff. And if, if we could see any promotions and be open to, you know, to do cross-promoting here, I don't see why not AEW and Impact Wrestling do some type of cross-promoting here. They could have, like, somewhere – it might not even be at an AEW show or an Impact Wrestling show. It might be at, like, this one of these independent shows that you see on the Fight app where you have uh, a match built, AEW versus Impact Wrestling. You have both tag teams face off with each other. Um, I think there's money to be made here. Mm-hmm. It could be a main event in 
any promotion at any show. Why not? Question: yeah. Is Jericho still doing the cruise? Uh they had to push it back till uh, another year because of the COVID. Stuff. Okay, but he's still doing it though, right? Yes, that's your in right there. That's where you. That's where you have that interpromotion mm. thing work. You don't have to put it in your AEW TV. You don't have to put it in. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, wrestling fans are the ones that go in 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 this cruise. So, yeah, man. If they could, if they could build this for another year, I don't see why not do it at the cruise. You yeah. know, Jericho has ties with Impact Wrestling. You know, Scott Demore and Don Callis. He's they're he's they're very good friends with uh, Jericho. So why not do it at the cruise? If they could build this for a year, why not? Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, why I that would actually be awesome. That would be amazing. I think that would be really, really great business for Impact. You know what I mean? If if they could finagle a way to actually get a match on TNT, you know, where it's Impact versus AEW, man, that would be great for Impact because you see how many people are tuning in to AEW. You know, There's and, some and, and fans. Impact is doing some good stuff out there. Like right, yeah. they are. Yeah, and there there's some wrestling fans that. You know, just because of the TNA days and, you know, Bischoff and Hogan and all that, you know, they just stopped watching it. And I feel like if they could get, you know, 900,000 people, a million people to see, hey, this is what Impact is doing right now. It's, you know, it's better than ever. You know, you can watch it on Twitch, you know, bro, that'd be great for them. That'd be great for them. And it'd be great for wrestling. All right, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up with some New Japan news. So New Japan announced this past weekend that the G1 Climax 30 is officially announced. It's going to be 19 events over a 30-day period starting Saturday, September 19th in Osaka, and the tournament will end at Sumo Hall October 18th. We're getting the G1 Climax. They haven't announced the, the competitors yet. Normally this tournament happens in the summer, but due to the Olympics, that never happened because due to COVID, they had to push back on it. And you can pretty much say COVID also pushed back this tournament. But we're going to finally get this uh, tournament. The G1 Climax is something to to always look forward to every single year because it gives us some of the best wrestling matches of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, I need you to help me out, man. Tell me when they're doing these matches so I could watch them. <laughs> I, I, need, I need some help, bro, every time. I go on fucking Instagram and I, I see they're already fucking done up. You know what I mean? I need some help, bro. When when is our our first night for New Japan? Did, did Leo, did this guy just not like hear anything I just said? Congratulations, bro. You played yourself. September Congratulations, you played yourself. Remix. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Oh, All right. Man. So we're getting September the G1 I hope by September 19th we could get some of these uh, guys, Gene, back in Tokyo, back in Japan to do some of these shows. Because uh, don't get me wrong, the New Japan product is good right now. But you could definitely see that there's like a gap when it comes to certain things. Like with the Will Ospreys, the Jay Whites, the Tamatongas of you, the world. You need them in your in your day-to-day. Yes, you definitely need them. And you definitely need them for the G1 Climax. Also, right now, that's happening. Uh, we also have a, a New Japan US Cup happening. Um, that's actually happening out here in the States. Um, and the winner of this tournament gets a United States Championship shot. 
which is held by John Moxley. So that should be interesting how they uh, make this all happen. Hopefully, whenever it does happen, this match happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen in the states because if I'm not mistaken, Moxley's deal with New Japan is he could do any New Japan show as long as it doesn't happen in the states. Okay. Mm. Yo, right now the U.S. passport means bullshit because of this whole COVID nineteen. No passport means bullshit. I mean, they yeah. all they all do. You're not we going anywhere. We can't leave, bro. We can't leave the country right now. So all I'm saying is, I don't know. But but that's it. But they that's the thing. That, that's the thing, Sammy. So we can't leave the country, right? But these guys have to for their job, for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, that's. So Mario always says, you know what? Like, yeah, this stuff is going to happen. But what happens afterwards, right? Like, what are we going to do afterwards? Yeah, you can have the shows in Japan, but why don't you become a little bit more, like, open to things, right? Why don't you just record stuff in the States with your guys that are in the States and then put that on your show, like, pre-recorded well, that's what stuff? That's what they're doing right now with the New Japan US Cup. Yeah. They're recording off, uh, I believe, the LA Dojo. Yeah, so... so, it, so tournament is the US Cup. You know, it's only... Uh, you know the talent that's out here that can't obviously go out to Japan. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully they they uh they fix that stuff again, and and all this stuff is gonna be good, you know. All the all this stuff that's gonna be out there, wrestling is coming back, which is what we want, you know. So um t- today on, on on New Japan in in their tour or whatever we had the we had the finals of the never open weight six man uh, titles. They 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 were declared vacant because uh, evil turned on Lij. He's a new member of the bullet, new leader, if you will, of the Bullet Club. Uh, now he's a double champion, and we had the finals, and the finals was number chaos members. We had a uh, Ishi Goto and ugh, Yoshihashi defeating Okada, <laughs> it's your boy. Yano, and Show. Um, the match was good, but Jesus Christ, Yoshihashi is just garbage, bro. Basura. Uh, I'm happy for my boys Ishi and Goto. I'm big fans of both of those guys. Not so much of Yoshihashi. So, yeah. New yeah. six-man champion. Woo! I, yeah. I, I like Ishii a lot, man. I really do. I, I fuck with dude. There's a little story. Um, the G1 Supercard. I was sitting between two of the largest human beings in New York City, so I had to get up. There was no way I was going to be sitting for three to four hours in that seat. And I finagled my way into the press box. And I'm sitting there. I'm all happy. They had, like, nice comfy seats but it was weird because of the way it was placed i couldn't really see the stage but i look behind me and i see some dirty ass feet and who was connected to them dirty ass feet was ishi bro he's sitting there barefoot <laughs> in the press box i was like oh fuck bro that shit was dirty wild. ass feet then dirty <laughs> ass feet will put an inch of feet on you <laughs> and i was like, like oh I, shit say, I'm, like, I'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> I, I didn't mean that sorry <laughs> but yeah, man, I I rocked out the whole night in that press box. Nobody bothered me because I just kept a low profile, and it was good. It was what it was. But man, well, well, not the rest of the night. We wound up going down to see the rest of the show on the floor. Yeah, you remember? took my seats. Right. Yeah, we took Leo's seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Leo, Leo tapped out for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy night, man. I missed I missed nights like that. That's Fuck when Bret Hart got attacked, and I thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> New, well, New Japan, if you guys are not subscribed to New Japan, definitely subscribe to New Japan. They, they're they putting out shows, man. They're putting out shows with crowds, not like NXT talent, like sitting in the audience or like 
AEW talent sitting in the audience. No, they legit have talent. I mean, they legit have uh, fans. You know, they're all wearing masks. And, you know, they, they're still a great show, even with without the gaijin. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check that out, man. I just forgot to check that out. But it, it, go, it goes back to what we started talking at the beginning of the show, Mario. You can ha- You can do that in Japan. Because the Japanese wrestling fan understands that, hey, asshole, if you don't follow the rules, we're not going to get this again. Right? So you're able to have, you know, 10, 15,000 people in a stadium and have them be six feet away from each other, you know, maintain all that. Again, it goes back to you do it here, you do it in Atlantic City, you have uh, McMahon bring SummerSlam in Atlantic City, you're going to have some dumbass fans. I'm going to go down there and try to be part of the show. Mm. <laughs> It's true, man. And some outsiders are going to come into Jersey and not even know what they're going into going to Atlantic City. I'm telling you. Of course. Just wear your fucking masks. No matter what (laughs) you do. Like, forget about wrestling here for a second. Like, no matter what you do, just wear your fucking mask. Does it, like, does it hurt you so much? Does it affect your livelihood that much not to wear your fucking mask? Wear your mask. Yeah. You you fucking guy. Well, that, that's it. This is a very mundane Sunday episode. I think that's what I'm going to name the show. Mundane very Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a very mellow Sunday. Very mellow. Yeah. It feels like, it kind of feels like we're the rascals and we're in the treehouse smoking a blunt. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> hey, man. I <laughs> Leo, what's <laughs> Leo, what's your plugs, bro? LosRadio.com is now LRNLive.com. Uh, we're actually updating everything like I told you guys before. If you have anybody that's doing a podcast, wants to do a podcast, a YouTube show, Facebook, whatever it is, we're a, a multimedia conglomerate. Uh, and maybe we'll have the rock by us out. I don't know. And then I'll probably go work for him or something. I don't know. But losradio.com, lrnlive.com. You guys can go check it out. Hey, uh, man, so I just got like- some, uh, I just got some bad news, man. Uh, Kamala just passed away, man. So rest man. in peace to the Ugandan giant. Bro, that's oh, terrible news. Man, that that sucks, bro. How old was he, and what did he pass away from? I don't know, diabetes. Man. I'm just checking. Uh, he had issues with diabetes. Here. Both of his legs were cut off. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he was he wasn't doing too good towards the end, right? It was di- yeah. diabetes, right? No, nope, not at all. No, man. Uh, well, complications, bro. Complications. complications. But there you go. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Man, you just you yeah, just threw job. a monkey wrench. Good job, Sam. <laughs> Great I job. didn't do it, man. That's that's fate, man. That's life, man. That's no, I know, but you just threw a monkey wrench when you fucking said this shit right now. Yeah, right I'm now, like, we, we can't even play like we can't even play our song, like because then it feels too bad. You can't play. Congratulations! Bad, like you're making fun of it, you know. Hey, damn man, do you have any plugs, bro? <laughs> you kind of just. Hey, I'm I'm sorry, man, but um, plug something. Yeah, just, you got you got pay respects to the legend, man. A lot a lot of great memories for Kamala. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I had his Hasbro action figure. Um, Did you have the one, the one that's with the messed up writing that's worth like $10,000 or just Yeah, and I was banging it all around in the fucking little plastic <laughs> ring that I had. Um, you know, I, I always remember his matches with Undertaker. I think that was the first time I ever seen a casket match was him and Undertaker. And, uh, man, he was just one of those characters as a kid that just stood out, you know. He was one of those larger-than-life characters. Um, going back to plugs, man, uh, I still have the change.org uh, for Matthew Russian. 
uh, partition link in my bio on on Instagram. So you can find my Instagram at Sammy Suplex. I'm at Sammy Suplex everywhere. Even if you want to play PlayStation with me, you can find me at Sammy Suplex. Um, I want to shout out Jessica Hoffman, uh, my buddy Jim, Jim Quinn, and uh, my buddy Chris Wren, friend of the show Chris Wren, who all signed the petition. Um, man, I, I need more singers. I think we lost him. No, he, he he's still talking. I don't know what, what happened. I think what Sam was trying to say, he needs more signatures. Yes. So let's go there now. So so make sure you, uh, you, you know. I'm, I'm going to shout you out. Okay. okay. All right, Sam. All right. Um, you're going to have to say that all again because you cut off completely. When? Oh, shit. About the Jessica Hoffman <laughs> part till about now. So I would say about 90% of what you said. Oh yeah. no! All right, so you, you let you ended at Chris Wren, and you said that you wanted more signatures, and then we completely lost you. Okay, yeah, I, I was just saying, man, this kid he he had a non fatal car accident. There was some property damage. The property probably had insurance. And this kid is, char- is 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 doing fifty years in a prison, and he he's a college kid. He's autistic. He doesn't deserve that kind of uh, that kind of sentence. So please, I need more, um, you know, signatures on this petition. As long as you send me some uh, proof, uh, they usually send an email after after you um, after you sign it. You just send me a screenshot. I'll shout you out just like I shouted out my buddy Chris Friend, uh, you know, friend of the show Jessica Hoffman and my buddy Jim Quinn. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, thank you if you do that. I appreciate you and. Man, I hope you guys have a good work week, you know. Definitely. Free Matthew <laughs> Russian. You guys can find that on Facebook. Sammy, I put up the thing up on there. Uh, R-U-S-H-I-N is the guy's last name. So you write thank it the right you, way. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you. In a, in a shocking turn of events, I'm actually got to give a shout out to Christopher Brown because he actually uh, hit us up with some decent information for once. He actually told us that Cauliflower uh, Alley Club Twitter account actually reported um, about Kamal's death, and he died at the age of seventy, and that's wow. young, man. That's not necessarily old. Um, yeah. It's I don't know, man. It's it's very unfortunate. Um, I wasn't the biggest Kamala fan, but it's sad, especially just thinking about like yo seventy. You know, seventies. It's like once you get up in the eighties and nineties. I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt and it doesn't suck, but it's like all right, you're getting up there. But seventy, seventy ain't necessarily that old. Yeah. Nah. So uh, it's important. Rest in peace to Kamala. You can find me at Radar 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs. I still sound like I want to be fancy. I have a podcast too on a man's lap. LowStrader.com, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And that's it. This was a very mellow show, guys. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little mellow today. I'm a little mellow, mellow, mellow yellow. <laughs> I think, I think we need to try to do these in the morning. Yes, yeah, we're more energized. Saturday mornings. Yeah. Saturday mornings, I think, is the way. Yeah, yeah, it might have to be that way, man. I'm beat down. <laughs> it's, too, it's too mellow right now. Like, I feel like we need to do like some coke or something to like wake us up. <laughs> like, we need to do. <laughs> we need to do something here, you know. No oh, man, um, it's too mellow, bro. It's too mellow for me right now, you know. But yeah. we we got through another episode, one fifty. One fifty. 
150, and it was Mellow Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mellow Jones. That it should be the Mellow name of the. Yeah, that should be the name of the episode, Mellow Jones. I think I'm gonna run with that. So <laughs> I'm gonna run with Mellow Jones. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead, Mark. I, I had fun. All right. First, Sammy Suplex before the old man Leo. <laughs> I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Keep it radar. Stay tuned.